Hello and welcome to the Distributed Work Republic webcast. Um, it's great to be able to have you all here today. Thank you so much for joining. Um, we are a webcast that explores the impact of decentralization, Web3, digital and metaverse technologies on our social, economic and political systems. Our mission is to ensure that communities that can benefit the most from the inception of new technologies have access to the resources, education and expertise to thrive in a digital world. So if you've not joined the webcast before, what the way that this works is we have a discussion format. We try to minimize our jargon as much as possible and we try to keep our answers to, to the point and sure and just make sure that they're as understandable as possible, regardless of whether you are a dab hand in Web3 or whether you're brand new to the business. Um, but it's not always possible to keep the, the jargon entirely out. And I'm actually here with the person who created this fantastic guide. So uh, we do have a Web3 terminology glossary that you can download at the Sansor, which is stan.store forward slash Jamie Beekoff Brett. And that has a list of over 200 commonly used terminology within Web3 that is really useful to try and understand these conversations. So if you do hear something you're like, that's brand new to me, I've never come across that before, download the guide. Hopefully we have the information in there. And also please feel free to add your questions and comments in as we go through. We really wanna hear from you. We've got some great expertise in the room and it'd be great to find out a little bit more. But with that great expertise in the room, we have two people who also have colds. So apologize, we're apologizing in advance for uh, coughing and spluttering. We're gonna do our best to minimize the disruption. Um, but it does give me an amazing opportunity to kind of lead on to our today's webcast and what we're hoping to get out of it. And it's such an important subject matter. It's something that people are frequently talking about. It's the big buzz around what do we do for Web3 to be able to get our products up on the go. And it is how to build and mobilize, a, and to build, mobilize and leverage Web3 communities. I am joined by my fantastic guest and great friend, Sharad. Sharad, I'm not going to do an instruction for you because I feel that I wouldn't do it justice, but I'd love for you to tell people a little bit more about what you do and how it's relevant to the topic we're talking about today. Sure. Thanks, Jamie. And thanks for giving me the cold, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, okay, I'll do a quick introduction. Uh, my name is Sharad Agarwal. I'm based in Dubai. I've been here for 32 years. This is home. Uh, I started the first digital agency in the Middle East in 1996. So 26 years in the space, Web1 guy, now on my way to pivoting to Web3. Uh, my agency is called Cyber Gear, and you can visit us on cyber-gear.io to know more about what we do. Also, I want to talk about another hat that I wear. Uh, which is uh, I'm on the advisory board of a venture capital firm called Elysium Ventures. Uh, and we are a $100 million fund set up in Dubai and Abu Dhabi to give a jump start to the Web3 ecosystem in the MENA region. So yeah, briefly, that's me. And we are really grateful to be able to have you on the show, but also one of the reasons that I knew that you were the right person to talk to on this topic is because you set up the MetaShapers community, um, which I'm part of as well, uh, that has a community of all people that are working within Web3 and the Metaverse. And it's been an absolutely incredible year of being part of the group and being able to 
really leverage those connections. We've all grown as a community together. Um, and I know from watching how, how you've done it and how you've got involved, the tips and tricks that I've picked up along the way from being able to observe how you've structured it, how you've made those things work. And it's just going to be incredibly relevant to people that are starting off their journey in Web3. So I'm going to go straight away into our first question, which is, why is building a community so essential in Web3 pursuits? Okay, good question. Easy answer. <laughs> the best people I have met in my life have been in the last 15 months, ever since I got into the Web3 space. So understand, I've been in the web business for 26 years. And last year has been monumental in that I have met the most amazing people in my life. And I mean it. I am on a daily basis interacting with impact entrepreneurs, with change makers, with people who actually have a desire to make this world a better place. What can be a better or a bigger mission than this? And these are passionate people who eat, dream, and sleep Web3. And I know that as a fact because I'm connected to most of them on WhatsApp. And I get messages 24 by 7 from all parts of the world because MetaShapers is across five continents, right? And it just shows that Web3 is alive and kicking. Despite, you know, what we read in the media, a lot of people rush to write obituaries of the metaverse, <laughs> saying NFT is down, crypto is dead, Bitcoin is a farce, all kinds of negative articles, right? And this actually happened even when the internet came for the first time in the 90s. People said internet is dead, it's not going to survive. And all of us on the planet are addicted to the internet. <laughs> if, you know, it's a personal story, uh, my son lives with me in Dubai, and if I knock on his door, he rarely answers. So do you know how I get him out of the room? I just shut the internet. Within seconds, he's out of the room. So we are addicted to the internet today, and uh, I can predict that we will be addicted to the metaverse in time. And why do I say that? Uh, just because we need to follow technology. It's very simple, end of the day. Just go where the technology takes you. We had Web 1, we had Web 2, and Metaverse is another iteration of Web 3. It is moving forward with technology. So don't believe in you know the negative stuff that's out there. Keep the faith, keep chugging along. And even if you have no plans to enter the Metaverse now, that's fine but start by building a community because that's a good starting point. Without a community, whatever you are trying to sell, it'll be DOA, dead on arrival. So start today, best time to start was yesterday. The next best time is today. Fantastic. And, yeah, I, I completely can see. Um, just the value of having that community within the Web3, because it is an, a lot of unknown. There has to be a huge amount of information sharing. You're not going to find a course. You're not going to find a, a university degree 
that's going to tell you how this future of technology is going and how it's going to be shaped. And there's so many incredible thinkers within this space and incredible doers who are developing things at an alarming rate that we couldn't have ever predicted. I think you coined the term uh, speed of thought, which I often quite use, but all of the Web3 and Metaverse is, is being developed at that speed of thought. And, and the ability to keep up and keep involved is a huge, huge, a huge advantage within the sector. I think over the last year, just being able to explore with a community, news articles, different ideas, ideate together, um, has been a, the, a, basically what I've traded on when it comes to working with new organizations, because unless you're in that space, you don't have access to that information. And it's such an important aspect of what's doing, uh, what, what's needed to be able to participate within the space. Yeah, and another plus just to take on from what you're saying, Jamie, is, uh, you know, if you're part of a community, uh, you are in a state of accelerated learning mm -hmm. because, you know, you have very knowledgeable members who are sharing different perspectives from across the globe. The way technology is being adopted in different countries is different, right? Mm -hmm. The use cases are different. So when you are part of a global community, you are getting to be part of that knowledge base. You are uh, getting uh, to know the best practices. And more importantly, you are getting to know what works and what doesn't work in this space. And those are precious learnings. And uh, I think each one of us has to be either creating a community of our own or being part of some communities. And it could be any subject. It could be blockchain, it could be DAOs, it could be tokenization, community building. And there are enough niche communities out there. And it doesn't matter which platform uh, you, know, you select. You could be on Reddit, you could be on Discord, on Telegram, on LinkedIn, on WhatsApp, whatever. That doesn't matter. But be part of this movement, be part of this collaboration, and uh, be active in that, uh, be a producer, don't just be a consumer, right? In an economy, you need both. You need a consumer and you need a producer. But I am a fan of the producers, those who generate content. And you know, Jamie, I mean, at least on LinkedIn, I'm extremely active on a daily basis. Uh, and the joke is that, one of, not joke, it's a fact. One of my close friends called me the other day and said, I hope you're feeling okay. I said, yes, I am. But why do you ask? He says, because I didn't see you on LinkedIn yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And, and the community that you've built up around it as well, I think last time I had a look, it was 30,000 people that are following on LinkedIn now, which obviously gives a huge sway of influence and, and thought leadership within that space which is incredibly powerful for what's moving forward, which leads me really nicely onto my next question, which is what should brands be doing to succeed in Web3? Yes, uh, that's a good question. And uh, my answer is all brands on the planet, regardless of what they are doing, any product, any service, any industry in any geography, have a community first approach. Community first approach. Start with building a community. Mm -hmm. Because building a community takes time and money. And 
to build an organic community of like-minded people who share a common purpose, share common values, is hard. But you've got to start now so that by the time you are you know, ready to offer your products in an immersive way in the metaverse, you will get good traction. You will get good return on engagement. And all brands have to start. Doesn't matter if you are Louis Vuitton or Gucci, you might have a lot of customers today, right? But customers is a web two phrase. Mm-hmm. You need what I call fansumers, fans of your product, brand ambassadors, people who talk about your brand rather than you shouting from the rooftop saying, I'm the best buy from me. Mm-hmm. So you need to build that community of people who swear by your brand. And mm-hmm. it's not easy, right? Doesn't happen overnight. It's a lot of hard work. So you need to start investing in that. And I'm sure uh, our listeners have uh, recently read of this story about the European Union, you know, spending $400,000 or to build something and then five odd people showed up. I mean, that's, uh, I would call it a super flop, right? Mm -hmm. And a digital disaster. Mm -hmm. So to avoid that happening with you, with your brand, uh, you need to invest in building a community. And uh, it's not easy, obviously, but you start by defining uh, the rules of engagement, uh, have, uh, you know, the community rules laid out so people know what are their responsibilities and uh, create a value proposition. I mean, people come for value, but they stay for who you are. Mm-hmm. So be very clear on what you are trying to achieve and what is going to drive that community forward. And you definitely have to think about this concept uh, that I call stickiness. Mm-hmm. Because competition is a click away, mm-hmm. right? And people will leave your community if you don't continue to uh, provide uh, engagement and value on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy. Everything that I'm saying, I'm saying from experience. Because let's say we have 70 active meta shapers. Trust me, if we don't keep having these regular networking meetings, and meeting in spatial in the metaverse, thanks to the platform, uh, the hub that you have developed for us, there will be very little engagement, right? So uh, I think uh, people who are running these communities need to think out of the box and uh, create uh, engaging content and keep adding value. And uh, that's when I think uh, you will have a lot of stickiness in your community and people will remain there. So uh, yeah, very important uh, for brands to uh, invest and have budgets for community building. Uh, These days, at least in Dubai, when I go talking to large local organizations, they say we have uh, X amount of money for our uh, metaverse build. And then I ask them, so how much are you going to invest in building a community? Mm -hmm. They just stare at me with a blank look right? They have no answer. And that's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had the exact same conversation with a client the other day, um, where, where once again, you know, that, that 400,000 number comes up and they go, is that is that how much it costs to build a metaverse? And I'm like, well, you can do it for a lot less. And I would rather invest the extra money 
into building that community. There's three three points that I really want to touch on from what you've just said. So first of all is that European Union one, which was a, a metaverse that was targeting young people. And, and I'm a youth worker by trade. That's where I started off. And I know how hard it is to get young people to be able to engage in different things. Just building a metaverse, but not telling them about it, not not doing anything to promote it. I think the only promotional video they had was of an avatar dancing to tropical music on the top of a rooftop. And they thought that, that was going to bring in all the young people that didn't talk about the value proposition. They didn't talk about why they should participate. They spent a lot of money on being able to get something that looked good and it looked sleek, don't get me wrong, but they had no engagement with it. So I think there's that's a massive aspect. The second one as well is how important it is to recognize the changing in spending habits, particularly generationally. It used to be that you would uh, buy a, uh, you would purchase a material item. That's what you would take walk away with from that transaction. Ch spending habits have changed and people want to buy experience and they want to buy to be part of a community. And the more exclusive the community and more valuable the community, the more they want to be able to engage with it. And if you're going to attract new spenders in this Web3 space and you want to be able to have it, you need to be able to start thinking about the experience. And the last point, and you mentioned it a few times, which is it's really, really difficult to build these communities. It's really difficult to sustain them. And it takes a lot of energy and a lot of reward. And I know that we've spoken about sometimes the frustration of trying to get your community to engage with you and you're throwing everything out there and it's like throwing darts at a dartboard and just hoping that some of them will hit. But how do you keep that resilience to keep going through that really difficult spell of building a community, particularly before it gets self-sustaining? Yeah, I think uh, one of the most important characteristics uh, of a good community manager is to keep it real, you know, be authentic, be yourself because everyone else is taken, right? Mm -hmm. So be vulnerable. I mean, it's okay. As an example, I've run a digital business for 26 years, but I don't know one line of coding. I don't even know HTML, right? Yet I've run a supposedly successful business. As my dad told me quite early in life, you don't have to know how to make a watch if you know how to run a watch factory. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's that's the bigger picture. So um, in terms of uh, running an effective community, you need to have a lot of qualities. And I'm talking uh, through personal experience because uh, I'm learning every day. Uh, one, you have to be a good listener. Because you will get a lot of ideas from your community members if you listen to them. Right. Then. You have to be in some ways a role model. You have to be willing to walk the talk. You cannot expect your community members to do what you are not willing to do yourself. So to be a good leader, you have to practice what you preach and then others will raise their hand and give equal opportunity for people to be engaged. Like we do in MetaShapers uh, you know, events, two people at random come and give a presentation. And I like to give everybody a chance, right? Because everybody has ideas. Nobody has all the brilliant, uh, you know, uh, things that they know. So we need to give a voice to all our community members. And uh, another important thing I find uh, as a learning is to show up, right? If you're a community member, you need to show up. Sometimes you need to push yourself. I mean, I've been 
on podcasts. I've been listening to uh, Jamie even at 11 p.m. my time, right? That's part of showing up. And to give you a good example of showing up, not only uh, for uh, webinars or podcasts, even in real life, when events are being held, you need to be there to support your members, right? Only then they will show up when you are, you know, speaking. So I think that quid pro quo kind of thing uh, doesn't exist and we need to make that extra effort. And let me give you a very quick example of one meta shaper uh, without naming him. So I was invited to a breakfast meeting, web three breakfast meeting in Dubai. So I call this friend of mine in the night and say, look, sorry for the short notice, but tomorrow morning, I'd like you to join our meeting. And uh, this friend says, uh, just send me the location map, I'll be there. And guess what? He shows up for that breakfast meeting and he signed a $150,000 contract for a three-day workshop. This is a good example of showing up. Right? Definitely. So you miss opportunities. I mean, if you snooze, you lose, right? Mm -hmm. So show up at events, be there, and opportunities will come your way. And I'm a great believer in showing up. I try and attend as many events as I can, both in virtual and in the real world. And uh, I've been pushing myself to travel a lot and speak at international conferences. And you have to be out there to get the traction, to build your brand, to build a following. So I urge everybody who's listening in today to go that extra mile, put in that effort. And if you are supporting your members, trust me, they will stand up for you when it matters most. Amazing advice and just such a nice way to, to capture those qualities that are required and, and how beneficial they are. It reminds me a little bit of um, Adam Grant, who, who's an organizational psychologist and he writes a book uh, called Give and Take. And it's about the there's a giver's mindset, there's a matcher's mindset and there's a taker's mindset. And, you know, most people fall within the matcher's mindset. Some people fall within the giver. Some people fall within the taker. But the givers are simultaneously can be the top 10 percent of performers and the bottom 10 percent of performers. Because if you give without understanding what you're giving, you can get taken advantage of. But if you give and you know how to protect yourself, but you also know how to benefit and leverage those opportunities, that's going to send you through the roof. And those givers in your community are such a valuable aspect of what's going on. Your matches obviously are going to be have their have their place, but that showing up really involves giving not just, you know, your effort and energy, but your time. And that's, you know, the most valuable currency that we've got really. So putting that effort into a community, hugely, hugely valuable. Yeah, and just to, uh, you know, round up uh, this session, uh, one quote that really has stuck to my mind ever since I read it by, was by one of the founders of Artifact who said that uh, today, you know, brands are valued at their market cap. In tomorrow's mm -hmm. world, they'll be valued by their community cap. So mm -hmm. that sums it up really nicely in terms of the importance of building communities, having a sense of belonging and uh, contributing, you know. Uh, so whatever you give uh, comes back to you uh, manifold, right, multiple times. So uh, we all need to devote a couple of hours, I believe, 
in being able to uh, contribute uh, and share our knowledge because all of us know something that the other doesn't know. And when we start sharing, it just kind of exponentially grows. And we are in that phase of Web3 where everything is so new and we are all learning together every day. Right. So we need to be out there and share our experiences. And I applaud you, Jamie, for your show, because I know almost every week you are bringing new talent, uh, uh, you know, center stage. And this is going to grow the market and it's going to add a lot of value. So, yeah, I applaud you for your initiative. Thank you. I mean, it's one of those things that I definitely can say that I pinched for you from you along the way. You know, when you see how only webinars, which is where we first met and started to have this kind of conversation, you know, I, you can see how that's how you start to build the, the community. In fact, it, I suppose it ties in quite nicely with, um, you know, how, how you start to leverage your, your Web3 community, because really by looking at those webinars and the fact that you were able to kind of get in new talent, people who had interesting ideas, who wanted to participate, but then there's a loyalty that's built up as well. You know, people want to be able to get involved. People want to join other people's webinars as well, share that content, share that information. And that's really thought leadership can't exist in a bubble. You know, you need yeah, to have an actually, audience. Yeah, you need to have yeah, you're right. I mean, it started during COVID time when we were all, you know, strapped to our uh, home offices. And I just thought this is a good opportunity to create a platform for having engaging conversations. And we started with community webinars, we got traction. And, uh, you know, to summarize that two years journey, uh, we've had 64 webinars. Uh, we've had 220 panelists and we've had an audience of 16,000 plus people from five continents. Amazing. And it continues to grow. And I may use this opportunity and your platform to invite your audience to attend our next webinar on 15th December, one week from now. Topic is very interesting, uh, Gen Z and the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And uh, just so you know, uh, just a teaser, the Gen Zs have the attention span of eight seconds of a goldfish. Eight seconds. So you need to have your messaging right. If you are a brand, you need to communicate with them in eight seconds. Otherwise, they are gone. Right. So that's a challenge for all brands and do attend this webinar. All you have to do is go to onlywebinars.com and register and show up on the given day. Fantastic, yeah. Showing up is goes back to your previous point. Showing up is very important. Um, fantastic, what I wanna do is invite people to add any questions they have for Sharad into the comments. I know we've had quite a few come through. Um, so let's go and explore some of those. I'm gonna start off at the, uh, the top here um you know lots of really positive bits about you know being able to to join the show and and uh hearing some of the things that you have to say um we've got one here which is it doesn't say which linkedin user it is but most people think of web3 as a way to make money with crypto or nfts but what i see is very different the core value of web3 is giving people the power back and this can only happen through community building that's what excites me most. And I think you really touched on that a lot, uh, Sharad, in going. Yeah, the I, wanna, value here. Yeah. I want to talk about this uh, a little bit. Yep. Uh, the essential difference between Web 2 and Web 3 is the power shift that's happening from big brands to we the people. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's that's a very a big difference between Web 2 and Web 3. Now let's talk 
I think I read it this morning. LinkedIn has made $22 billion revenue this year in the first 11 months. And you and I, Jamie, got zero out of that. Mm-hmm. Even though right now we are creating content for LinkedIn through LinkedIn yeah. Live, right? I create a lot of content on a daily basis and they pay us nothing. Zero, zilch, nada. So LinkedIn is Web 2. And if they want to survive in Web 3, they better get uh, our wallet addresses and start crediting us for all the content that we generate on a daily basis. And Mm -hmm. this is a big wake-up call for all those monoliths and all those big social media giants of Web2. If you want to stay relevant, make sure the creators in the creator's economy get paid fairly and squarely and in quick time. Yep. And I think that's such an important factor of seeing how things have shifted as well. When we're looking at Web2, you know, Airbnb was the biggest property real estate agent, but didn't own any property. Uber was the largest uh, car uh, taxi company, but didn't own any taxis. Uh, You know, Facebook was the biggest content creator, but didn't create any content. And that middleman aspect is, is something that we're seeing fade away within Web3. The whole point is to eliminate the way that that works. And if you're not benefiting your community, you're not rewarding people. And it doesn't just have to be for content creation. Like if I had a TikTok app that was Web3 related, I should be able to give people some kind of tokenization for having their attention because we know that we can monetize people's attention already. So we need to be able to make sure that they are benefiting from the digital labor that they're putting in. Anything that is being... And Jamie, very important for all your listeners to read that recent uh, article by the BlackRock CEO about tokenization being the next big thing. This is a must read for everybody who's serious about uh, getting into the Web3 space. Tokenization is the future. It provides a solution for the creator economy. It cuts the middleman out and uh, everybody gets rewarded for uh, their digital ownerships. And I think uh, that will be a very fair way of uh, giving people back because look at Facebook and I mean I don't want to name and shame uh, these big boys in the business but you know clearly we've been taken for a ride I feel so because we work hard day in day out creating content liking sharing what have you and make nothing in the process so Mm -hmm. I think time has come now for we the people uh, to be in charge, which means that we must stop blaming the big boys. We must take responsibility and onus to uh, become entrepreneurs and create successful businesses because the technology is there, the tools are there. We just have no excuse. And and that's the fundamental shift in mindset, isn't it? To To be able to go, actually, I can participate in Web3. That's where there's an amazing opportunity for people who might have been marginalized because of Uh, centralized structures be it because they're a big social media company or be it societal structures or whatever that have stopped people participating well actually they're not the barriers to participation in web3 not in the same way that they were so that presents an amazing amazing opportunity yeah and the big big opportunity is also that you know we the people will now decide in web3 what we buy what we wear for example the fashion brand so far were deciding what jackets we would wear in winter and summer. But now we, the people, will design our own jackets online and then buy them. So mm-hmm. big power yeah. shift is happening. And it's good for the planet as well, right? On a sustainability angle, a uh, lot of the stuff designers make today is unsold. It's liquidated or even worse, goes to landfills. 
all that will change. Uh, it's a matter of time. And all fashion brands, I think this is a wake-up call for them to re-engineer, rethink their business models. Because to be relevant in uh, tomorrow's world, uh, you have to have a Web3 mindset. You cannot succeed in Web3 with a Web2 mindset. And I say this all the time. Web3 is not about technology. It is, but it is not. It is more about a mindset. Fantastic. I'm going to leave on that point. So thank you, first of all, Sharad, for your amazing insights. You, you know how much I enjoy talking to you. Um, and it's always a good back and forth. So thank you so much for your time and, and being with us today to do this. Thank you, Jamie. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. For anyone who is new to Distributed Republic, um, look at our website. It's uh, distributedrepublic.xyz. Um, you can follow us, join our community at dis uh, Distributed Rep. Um, you can also download resources from our stand store, which is stand forward slash store slash Jamie Beekoff Brett. If your organization would benefit from workshops like this, get in contact me and Sherrod partner on being able to create a curriculum that's related to digital and the metaverse and, and all things Web3. So we'd love to be able to, to work with your organizations more. Um, so do get in contact. Thank you so much for everyone for joining and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.